<laughs> now that was a ramble. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a ramble on that one. For, for we, you know, it's kind of like we just drove for uh, for forty five minutes and then talking, and then we you kind of like all of a sudden like, where are we? I don't where like are we <laughs> Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. This week, Tim Shorts joins me as we talk about the lessons learned and our thoughts about finishing up the ZineQuest projects. We also share some difficulties we faced. Life is messy, and so is running projects. It is time to get rambling. Hello, Tim. What's going on, Jeff? Well, it's kind of been one of those weeks. <laughs> it's a three-day weekend. So. It's a three-day weekend to make up for yeah. the chaos. Yeah. yeah, it's also uh, a side note. It's just uh, funny how the older we get, the the more complicated lives can become sometimes. So, uh, Absolutely, yes. So what's going on with you this week? This week, this week I have, uh, have to buckle down and... Uh, you know, get back onto my Kickstarter. That's one of those things, you know, we that uh, I absolutely love doing, but sometimes, like you said, complications come up and it just kind of keeps <laughs> knocking me off my uh, game for it. So, so what, what are the, like, what's left and what are the things that are, are causing you to stumble there? I, I tell you the truth, probably that my own ability to organize sometimes. Uh, it's like, I think, I think I, I have things where I need it and organized, but I really don't. And um, like today is a day of, of uh, making lists, <laughs> checking boxes and, and seeing what I have to do overall. Uh, just kind of getting that it's like I know what each little individual piece is in some ways, but I need to see the overall view of where I'm at. Yeah, that makes sense. So for your zine, it's if I recall correctly, it's a number of small dungeons that are yeah, kind of connected I mean, thematically. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's a, and it's a simple and it's not even I'm doing anything that complex, but still I struggle with it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's you know. Especially, uh, it's not actually, you know, for a person that has never really put anything like that together, you're right. It's just, there's a number of things that from outsiders may not realize just all the small details right. that, you know, you finally, even though you get to the point of, yay, I'm done. You're like, well, wait a minute. Maybe I need to write an introduction or, mm-hmm. oh, I need to write up a thing with, you know, the, you know, with all the different um copyrights i mean it's just there's always seems to be lots of small things that when you think you're done you're like no i'm not done yes yeah i mean there's that's one of the the difficult things um for me is just trying to not overwrite things at times um especially when i'm doing like these thematic things i uh try to we'll get everything done and then, and then kind of come back through it and then just kind of weave in some threads. So that way they're kind of uh, connected to one another. Yeah. And I think the thing is, so what does limit your count as far as like your word count? Like, I mean, cause I'm assuming you're not pushing the threshold of the maximum number of pages allowed before your zine becomes uh, so large that it won't fold in half. 
Right. Yeah. No, I'm trying to keep the zine. I I think it's I'm trying to keep it between like 28 to 32 pages, give or take, you know, around in that area. Um, and then, I mean, I, I do have a little bit more allowance because I'm going to go through Maxim. Um, so it, so I'm not uh, constrained by my own printer like I was last year, uh, but I still want to try to keep it that nice hefty zine size you know yeah so yeah it's um because <clears throat> the the last thing i'm working on uh is a group project uh and so what i did is i went up from um from the standard digest format because we just had so much material and art and i wanted to add space but now we went to eight and a half by eleven it it there's no longer really a limit. So uh, Jose's just been, been cranking out the art and saying, well, is there any more art you guys want? Which is like, I'm thinking, I really almost have no limit because I can just keep right. going forever because that once, once you're doing eight and a half by 11, you put a lot more stuff in, but yeah. there's also a point where, you know, well, I don't mind having a coffee table book with his art. Uh, there's a point where <laughs> we probably ought to stop, but you know, with zine, with the digest size, you, you, you can become more limited, you know, by, by that. So what, what do you use? So what do you use to determine, like, I've gone too far. I got too much, it's overweighted. Do you, is it based on how one location's based, like compared to another, like how heavy it is? Or how do you determine what's enough rather than just keep going? Oh, well, I mean, uh, price-wise, you definitely have to take that in consideration too. I mean, there's definitely a financial part of this, especially when you're talking about printing it out and then also mailing it. You know, if you, if you go over by a couple of pages and it puts you over that one, that other ounce, all of a sudden your costs can go up, you know, substantially too. So you have to be aware of the actual weight of the product. I don't, the- I don't know. So when you, when you set this up for mm-hmm. your Kickstarter, right. You, did you already bake in the price of your shipping? Well, yeah, I'm sure I mean, you did, I, but I mean, I did, but I mean, basically it's just a educated guess from all the times that I, you know, cause I do ship out pretty much monthly for my Patreon and everything. So I kind of base it on stuff that I've done weights that I know of like how much they cost and try to base it off that and just hope that I haven't guessed incorrectly, but I, ba- I, I try to put in a little bit of cushion just in case that happens. So, but yours is based completely on uh, the on being first class mailing. Yeah, I mean, I, all mine, I, I do, I don't do media mail. No, I just do first. I mean, if I was doing like, uh, like I've had some interest for like uh, retail folks who wanted like maybe ten or twelve of the zines. In that case, I would ship it out media mail. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like so I mean, of, it, yeah. it does vary, but you. Mm-hmm. The, the, so, but you're not even, even first class, if you even hit three, it's really basically, it's about, we'll say $3. It could be a little bit less, but it's, you know, maybe two fifty, three dollars I, I shipped out three zines and it came mm-hmm. out to be like $2 and 80 some cents a, uh, a package. Sure. So, but you know, that's your maximum, but if you figure postage of only being a dollar 50 and you have a hundred of them, that could be a significant impact financially. 
So, but yeah, so I mean, the thing is, is I guess in a problem you're going to be facing is in the same thing I did is if you are going to mail something that somebody else is printing, you don't know how much it weighs. Right. And that's going to be part of, part of my guessing uh, this time. But like I said, I've kind of uh, figured in that it's definitely going to be a bit of a heavier card stock with the internal pages and probably even the cover uh, and kind of guesstimated page count to weigh as best as I possibly can. Yeah. And I don't remember mix them. I think they may give you a weight. Mm -hmm. I don't know how accurate it is, but yeah. Cause if you're printing out yourself, you could just say it's going to be uh, 28 pages. Then you could take seven sheets of paper and weigh your seven sheets of paper right. and you could weigh your card stock, weigh your envelope. But the other one's like, it's and even i think the weights of you know i started doing a little bit of studying about weights of uh of paper even that gets starts getting confusing and it's just <laughs> yeah, non-standard right yeah because yeah, i it's because some of my card stock even though they're say they're 65 pound card stock they they have different weights yeah yeah it's strange it's it doesn't and you know i realized it was a rabbit hole and it's 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 kind of it seems almost like uh like pant size you know what i mean it's just like <laughs> yeah like yeah. why is this tight but the same thing of another brand loose i don't loose. understand that that's why i try to give myself a little bit of wiggle room there because you know nothing's ever going to be probably spot on i mean like with my last scene i knew exactly what the weight was going to be because i had all the materials i was going to make it with at home so you know, I could, that, that was not a problem. Yeah. Um, so, but with this one, there's going to be some guessing involved, but either way they'll get shipped out and I'll be glad when um, I'm able to do that. Yeah. It's uh, so what I did, it wasn't part of the Kickstarter, but it was my intent and uh, was to put my three zines, combine them into perfect bound and then, um, then sell them to drive through as perfect bound. Right, and so and everybody that kickstarted, I'm going to give them the, the coupons for print at cost, and also coupon for the the for the PDF as a as a digest size. So, uh, but I started to because uh, I'm a type of person that tends not to read directions, and I tend to try and figure <laughs> things out. And, because that's always the easiest way to do things. I'm very familiar with that. The, the, you get this you get this thing in the mail, and the, there's the instructions. It goes flies over your shoulder, and then ten minutes later, and like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. And then you go find try to find the, the direction. Well, what we worked out, my I hand it to the, the directions my wife does, and and I I do anything that she can do physically. So that's we great. we that's our relationship uh, explained very very succinctly. Is anything that requires an adult to read or understand, I hand over to her and. <laughs> I I think that's the same as it is in this asshole too. Yes, yeah. So I went to upload the files for the um to to do the printing. I assumed it was just gonna be the same as with Mixum. And uh well, you know, it's not. <laughs> no, no. Our drive-through RPG is a bit of a nightmare with, so, with uploading. Yeah, so uh, basically I like I wrote to him like, why is this not working? Why is this not working? And he's like, well, you know, you, he mentioned one thing that was an oversight and he's like, you also need to use a template. And, and, uh, and then he's like, oh, there's a video 
<laughs> why don't you watch the video? <laughs> like, yeah, Ariel, or his name's not Ariel. Uh, I forget his name, but it's, uh, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't say it, but I think I, I just wasted his time, another person's time. I could have just watched the video, but, right. but to be fair, there's nothing about their website, their interface, their direction to do things. I, mean, I know there's videos out there, but there's nothing organized to drive through in a way that no. actually is like would drive a person who's doing this process to that. No, it's, it's there's nothing intuitive about the process at all. I mean, it's all convoluted, and and, I, and I've I've watched the videos, and I've been putting stuff on there for over a decade. And it's still difficult for me to kind of go through their process. And I always have to usually ask somebody else, like, you know, you reach out to somebody for <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong? It's like, I, I thought I did this last time and it worked fine. And now it's not working. What's, the, you know, what's the difference? So, and I will say you know, their customer service is, is very good. I've, I, yes. I've always been very responsive. Yeah, you know. they, they are. Yeah. I, I give them uh an A with uh, responsiveness because I've never, even when like I was doing, you know, with, uh, was it drive or what was it called? Uh, RPG now, very responsive, very personal responses back. And, and yeah, I've got no complaints with that. They're, they're do an excellent job with that. But how now, like, did you, what was your biggest complication with your, when you were doing your zine? Like what, what was the hardest obstacle you had to overcome? Well, you didn't have a scene. You had three scenes. Right there was one big complication. Yeah, and the reason, yeah, it's, I, what was my biggest complication? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I think, okay, just in general, I think I, because this is the way I operate. I don't know really what I want until I do it, and as I'm doing it, I realize what I want and I don't want. Sure. So I think the problem was it started as a zine. And then I end up breaking it into three parts, which kind of complicates things because I could not get, I really wanted down to two zines, but I, I couldn't get the page counts to work out. Okay. And so, because it just, yeah, it just didn't work out. And so I think I just did a whole lot of, of adjusting, readjusting. And then also it's like making changes or additions so like if you decide you know what i want this graphic behind certain titles then you got to go through air all three of them separately because you want to be consistent so anytime right. i may change any sort of design change to one i would have to do it to all the others because all the trade dress was the same so you had to keep it consistent yeah right? and then then yeah. it's also it's like it's it's easy to be off on one element of that too you don't get something lined up right and then so I think the probably biggest challenge was having three of them of having to constantly going back and forth, you know, and maybe I'd make a, you know, like maybe I would have like the highlighting being at uh, 95% white. And then I'd print it out and be like, oh, it's too light. I really need 85. 95 looks good on a computer, but 85 looks better on paper. So then have to go through each individual table and then on every table on all three of them. All right. uh, that was not fun. <laughs> I yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I do that with a single zine, so I can imagine trying to just 
do that with three of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. So out of that process, Jeff, what was probably like the, um, that you've, now that you've done it and you've got it in the books, I've got them right next to me right now. All fantastic. Thank you. That uh, what was probably the biggest lesson you learned though, from like that will carry on for your next project. Uh, It will be, uh, this is, I probably mentioned before that the main thing is I realized that I need a copy editor and I also had a person look at my design. So um, I worked with, so this is all, this is all a grand experiment for me. Uh, And I'll show you someday the, uh, my very first attempt at a kind of a zine, uh, (laughs) which I took the, uh, what I did is I took the uh, caves of chaos. I stripped the text out, reformatted the text, drew the, redrew the dungeons and, um, and then hand sewn, I I hand sewed it, hand sewn it. It was hand sewn together. So anyway, um, it's got sewn together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing is, it's like, uh, there are in, I think there's just, when I sent to the copy editor, the number of, of stuff that came back, you know, I knew it would be bad, but it was pretty bad. And the, the problem wasn't that, that I, it, the, the main problems were uh, generally, you know, like punctuation, but the, the problem with this particular book is I use a lot of, of non uh, Western European names. Okay. And so, so what I would do is I randomize different real world groupings of people. Uh, and then I randomize them. And then when I would write like a paragraph description of the person, I would repeat their name. Cause I was trying to avoid any sort of pronoun like for instance if i use some sort of name like gotcha. whatever it was let's say it's it's not to me recognized once i once i scrambled the, the names i had no idea if it's a male or female name sure and so that's also one reason i thought well i don't know i don't want to mess up the other thing is too it's a name you don't probably know and mm-hmm. if you don't know it it could be male or female and if you want the big bad guy to be female or big bad guy to be male it doesn't matter so but to try and avoid using he or she or whatever. It's so hard. So a lot of times there'd be repetition of the name. I'm not a detailed person. And so I would spell it like within the same paragraph differently. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She would catch that stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I I, I can't. So I think the thing is, and even with the layout, uh, he, the very first run he provides some some very good feedback uh then i did a the then i did a bunch of changes i I rewrote relayed out a lot of different things and then when it came back it was mainly just minor minor things that he caught which were just like was like known as like zhuzhing where Mm -hmm. you just got to make a slight adjustment like oh this one graphic is a little bit higher here than it is on the rest of the pages he could pick that stuff up so, but I think oh, the thing is, great. is I think realizing what your weaknesses are and then making sure they're short up. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. That's because yeah. you can't do everything. If you're doing everything, which I was doing everything and you're doing everything, right. We can't do it all. Right. The perfect. No, no, I can't do any of it. Right. Or perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
that I know. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was the the biggest lesson. Um, the other thing I what just frustrated me is with Mixum. Just anybody who wants to use Mixum is you submit a file for you submit a file for them to print. You go into the queue, and it may take <clears throat> three days to get all of a sudden you're up. They'll find a problem. I'm like okay. So you go and you fix the problem and you upload it and then you're back in the queue. Then three days later, they're like, oh, we found another problem. <laughs> like, oh, so they don't kind of go through. They just kind of go till they find a problem. You <laughs> fix that one. And then if you have another one, you have to kind of start over again. Huh? Yeah, I had two. I lost. Oh, wow. I don't say I lost, but it, what should have probably. Yeah, I probably added an extra maybe two weeks or a week and a half to the print time for my proofs. So you need to figure that. Yeah. 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 It's, that's something I'm kind of personally, I don't know if I'm worried about, but it's definitely a concern of mine that I need to definitely get enough, get this done. Even though I put mine out a lot, which I'm glad I did considering how much trouble uh, I have been trying to get this thing organized um, about that lead time for, for like, doing those problem solving things with Mixum since I've never really dealt with them in the timelines that, you know, um, that I have no clue about. I, you know, again, since I'm having someone else, this is the first time I've ever had anybody doing like I've have, I have, uh, Conley doing my maps for me and I have Schultes doing my artwork for me. I have Joe, the lawyer doing, the. Uh, um, editing for me and also Ivy's, you know, also doing the editing and then having someone else print it. I'm so used to being like in control of all aspects, even though I know do, do them wrong. At least I have, I know when they're going to get done. And the only person I have to blame is myself in right. a lot of those, but it's, it's definitely a different, and I think probably that's part of my, part of my dis, my not being able to organize things. Cause I'm, I, I'm not good at organizing on a team. I'm, okay and i'm only okay at organizing myself (laughs) (laughs) so yeah and i think the thing too it's like you know some of the stuff it's like you know uh you know like some similar projects i've been running with people will say you know will say volunteers it's like i know Mm -hmm. the people you're dealing with are volunteers but they're are not volunteers but they're actually they're not making like they're living off of this either no no so it's just like you also kind of realize you know with when you're dealing with other people sometimes you're right it is it is tricky because Mm -hmm. these people have other lives and they have their own situations and and it's and it can be very frustrating as for you because you're wanting a certain timeline right so i guess the question is does that change does that change um for future Kickstarter, are you going to try and get your uh, material closer to completion? Yeah, I, this last, yeah, absolutely. This last Kickstarter, I kind of just did because, uh, you know, I, you know, I run this, the, the stupid RPG zine thing on Facebook and I wasn't not going to do something for zine quest. It just felt <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just like, I tell you what, it was it was very difficult this year though to kind of come up with a concept that I really wanted to do. I you know I had batted around a few things, but um, nothing really got me that excited. So it was so I kind of decided on what I was going to do almost 
a few days before the whole zine quest started. And one of the things I knew I didn't want to do a zine quest is start late in the month. I wanted to start early in the month because that's when all the excitement is and when all the when you haven't blown your allowance money on all these zines already. Right. For the most part, you know, and I, I wanted to hit it early. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't do that. Say if, if next year, like say if I didn't have uh, the stuff at least 95% written, I, I won't do it. I won't do it again, you know, until I have my part done. Well, but they're still dealing with the other portion is, is if you, if you, are you going to get the other work commissioned? I know the writing is as far mm-hmm. as the editing, as far as Joe and, and, yeah. and Ivy goes, I mean, that's tied <laughs> together, but it still doesn't answer the issue of like art and maps. I would, yeah, I would still commission those out. No, I don't. No, would you do them ahead of time? Um, pro- probably it depended on my funding at the time. You know, it depends on because I definitely want to pay for the work that gets done. And if I had the money ahead of time, I would probably do it. But it's say, um, maybe what I would do is put them on some sort of retainer. So like, you know, hey, you know, Rob would do the Rob will do the maps for free. I mean, we just kind of, you know, we've been friends forever and everything, but. I, I want to pay him for his work. You know, I don't want right. him to just do it for, for nothing or whatever. Um, so I put him on a retainer. And like what I did this time is I gave him a percentage of what I made. So if I made the more I made, the more they made. So I just tried to, to structure it like that. And, um, and that's what I would probably do again. I would probably do that again, but would I commission him ahead of time? I'd probably get more, I would definitely get the cover done because I mean, without the cover, it's hard to make that, that sell on Facebook for zines. I mean, you need that gorgeous yeah. cover. So I would at least get, cause that's what I did this time. I did commission a, the cover ahead of time before it even started. I mean, unfortunately because of my indecision on what I was going to write, I didn't let Jason know until almost the last minute. So there was a lot of tweaking while the, while the campaign was going on to get that cover the way I wanted. Oh, so that was, that was part of it too. I mean, I, I really half-assed this last Kickstarter with trying to cobble it together and everything. And I didn't, I didn't like the way I ran it. um, But I definitely still want to put out a good fun product though. You know, know, the campaign might've been half-assed, but I don't want the, the, I will not, I'm not going to let the product be half-assed, you know, kind of thing. I want it to be, good solid one but like if i do a future kickstarter there's definitely going to be some box that are have to be checked before i would even consider doing it again and i and i and i intend to run some kickstarters in the future i'll just just approach it differently you know i learned a lot from this one from doing it this way too so i mean definitely um my mistakes have not gone unnoticed yeah it's it's it definitely you're right it's all bits of information, points of data to mm-hmm. help us decide and how to manage. Cause part of it, maybe you could say, you know, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't terrible. And right. you know what, it's just like, but you're right. So I think at bare minimum, you're just going to say is you just need to, if at the bare minimum have a better idea going in exactly what you're wanting to do, if nothing else, right. you yeah. prefer to have all your writing, most of your writing done, but you yeah. at least need to yeah. be able to, have it laid out more at least a good outline as far as in your mind what what this is about absolutely yeah because i mean i i I prefer kickstarters that are like that too 
I mean, I know if I like Glenn Seal when he's doing his Kickstarter or uh, I can't remember who the other one who just usually always had, well, uh, Philip Reed, you know, pretty much their stuff's all done. It's almost, I mean, I know you're not supposed to use Kickstarter as a pre-order kind of thing, but I'm okay with that. If you got your stuff done and I'm going to get my books in two months or, you know, after it gets printed and shipped out, I have no problem with that. Well, honestly, I I think that is actually the expectation for, uh, for the, um, I'll say the customers, but because we're technically not, but I think, I think that's what we're expecting anymore. Right. I think, I mean, that's what I prefer. I mean, I still do Kickstarters that are not done. If I, if I know the person that's, that's got more to do with it than a lot of the. Right. But I mean, but in general, if, if, if somebody says, Hey, this is just ready to go. All we're going to do is, you know, what your funding is just going to be the, uh, depending how many books we're going to print. I I don't know if there's anything explicit. I think, I think that's what we prefer. I think so too, even though that's not what Kickstarter was generally set up to be. No, but Um, I think the problem is, is, and I think the bare minimum is, so one is, you know, you're banking on a person's name, you know, mm-hmm. but yes. then another one is the, the next thing is you are the next thing you're kind of banking on is um, your your belief as far as how of them being able to complete it. Right. And however far they are is will give you more confidence and that they will complete it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what Kickstarter sort of become. It's become a pre-order and a lot for a lot of folks. And I, like I said, I, I kind of, I kind of prefer that in a way when I'm looking at a looking at a Kickstarter. I just packed uh, Tom Wilson's uh, Kickstarter where he had back to basics. Yeah, but you know, it's got ten zines in one thing. You know, and even though I, I think I have all or close to all of them, well, he's gonna it's all going to be bound up and one, you know, absolutely. I want that, you know, so, and I, and I, so that's why I want my Kickstarters in the future. I want my Kickstarter to reflect what I want in a Kickstarter. Yeah. I think for my, for the next Kickstarter, like I'd like to do in August, it's going to be, I, I'm not going to launch it until after I get the proofs back. Oh, Okay that's that's smart so once once that's once that way there will be other than the funding aspect of the that whole stomach churning two weeks of or three weeks <laughs> or i want to make it other than that right but what's interesting is i did the cost so there's two ways of going about this is i could um do the mix them route mm-hmm. print them out and then I could also go and do the drive-through RPG route and do the print-on-demand. And um, so I kind of uh, kind of this, what's hard is if you offer a, uh, you try to figure out your pricing for both the PDF or for, for your, your uh, physical copy, you got to make sure that your ratios don't cause you to lose money. So like, so what happens if only, you know, X number of people buy the PDFs, but only one person buys the physical copy, right. you know, now you're paying, you know, that physical copy, maybe one physical copy, maybe costing you, 
you know, $50 or $60 or $75 or whatever it is to get it printed. Cause it's one copies your, 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 your volume is what drops mm-hmm. the ice. You got to make sure you don't go under. And basically I'm figuring it's, it's the difference between a break even point with just doing uh, the, the PDF route and doing the physical copy is difference between uh, $400 maybe a little bit more to about a thousand dollars for the physical copy. So if I want to do mix them, I, I really need to fund probably at a thousand dollars. Whereas the, the other one I would need to fund at like 400 or $500. Right. So, yeah. but, but then it's like, and then you got to think, but it's like after getting those copies back from, uh, from mix them for, for scoundrels, it's like, no, right. I really want a physical book. I, I don't really necessarily care about, the other stuff it's just like i can have a really nice physical book and that's really what i want sure no it makes sense i mean that is always the the like during my first kickstarter that was part of the determination of like what my pledge level was gonna or my uh uh, i guess what do you want to call it your goal uh funding goal was going to be is like how many prints that I compare to how many pdfs that i think i was going to to sell you know and how many people I would need to get in there, you know, to, to pledge. Cause it's set up more of a, uh, of a dollar amount more than a number of uh, backers. Oh, it you know, is. Way, yeah. I mean like Doug Cole, he, the way he sets up some of his stretch goals, it's based on backers and not so much how much he's making though. Um, so, and, and it works for him for his stuff. And I, and I like it. I just, I, I just, I'm just not at Doug's level where that would really uh, have to be a concern of mine, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah there's, a, I think there's a couple differences. Uh, I think one is his, his definitely is at a higher level than what we're dealing with. Yeah. And uh, two is uh, if you're not strong with spreadsheets, uh, you can, you, if you start having the more, okay, the more options you offer, Oh yeah. The more yeah. complicated the math becomes and unless you're really good at spreadsheets and then you run different scenarios, it's, it's very much very difficult to understand yeah. what affects what. Cause like, for instance, you know, if, if you're just completely not paying attention, completely not paying attention and you offer, let's say you offer, Oh, you know what? For everybody who funds, I'm going to, uh, if it reaches a certain level, I'm going to throw in some postcards. Okay, not a big deal. And they're maybe going to, and people want extras. I'll buy. It, we'll do some dice. Well, it's like, well, what if only two people want dice? You know, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But then also, once you put dice into your media mail, it's no longer media mail. Right. And all of a sudden, your shipping goes from three dollars to you know twelve dollars, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And you got to be on your, you got to be on the ball because if you start putting in options take up additional money that affects your whole relationship. Like, you know, what happens if everybody wants this and nobody (laughs) wants this or, you know what I mean? It's just like, you don't think those are going to happen, but you got to plan for it because like for myself, I didn't think, you know, most people would do all three zines. I figured $16 was more than anybody is the most anybody would want to spend. And therefore that needs, there needs to be an option for that. And so I've just, you know, looked at buying either, you can either buy as PDF, buy as two, or buy as three. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. I was completely yeah. wrong on that. And I, I told you you were going to be wrong. <laughs> on that. 
I told you, it's like we're gamers. We don't want just yeah. two, one or two of the books. We're going to want them all. And, yeah. and your price was not unreasonable either. Your price was actually, uh, you know, very, very reasonable. And I don't know how everybody just didn't go. I'm surprised you got any other pledges except the full amount on all of them. Well, the thing is, you know, when you start to me, and maybe it's just me, but you, you start over $20, that's like, it starts to being... I started yeah, talking about three zines. Yeah, I know, but still it's one $20 for one zine. Yeah, but it's like you're still throwing down $24. It's like you can go out and buy, you know, I think what else can you buy as far you can buy physical uh or you 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 can go buy like from legit company. Well, I say legit, that's not fair. <laughs> I just, right. I just, I just, I know this. where you're going. I mean, yeah, you can go buy a, like a Pazio module. Yeah. Or the coast half price. But the thing is though, is we know what we're getting with them. I mean, the reason why we're willing to spend a little extra money on zines is because it's an unknown thing. It's, it's a very personal project that we really want to glimpse into someone's little world that they have that they're building. And we want to kind of experience. So zines are have that special, they can, I, I think they have that, that ability to kind of, um, take you back a little bit to when you first discovered gaming because you don't know what you're going to get with a zine where when I buy a Wizards of the Coast or a Pazio module, I kind of know what I'm going to get. Yeah, because they have that, the, uh, what's that, also that term called um, Book of Style or mm-hmm. a Style Manual or Style Stamps. Bible. Um, right. And yeah, you're right. It's, it, everything's lined up. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like going to see a Marvel movie. Uh, you know, yeah, you may not yeah. exactly know everything about it, but you you know what you're gonna you know what to expect. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. You know, you enjoy them for what they are. They're you know they're good or bad, whatever your prefer- preference is. But there's just something about getting that that you know when I got Ben Lawrence's you know uh, zines. I, I mean, th- those are so much fun, and you know you're not gonna find that anywhere. Never, else. ever yeah. will you find that at any other company. Like exactly, PSR. never. <laughs> yeah and i mean and it just it, it's and i mean even though ben did phenomenal how many people don't know ben that would probably absolutely love what he did oh yeah you know and it's and i think that's what you know zines carry you know have that little bit of extra magic in them for for that kind of stuff because there's just these manageable uh bites of just gaming goodness that just come from everybody's table and I, and that's what I really like about it. I mean, I'm looking at it today. It's funny. I was on our, on our group today, looking at all the other zines I haven't seen before. And I'm just like, Oh, that looks really cool. Damn. That looks cool. <laughs> and I just feel the, the, the dollar bills just like, they're like little ghosts floating out of my pocket as they, as they find new homes or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard not, even though I probably have more zines than I'll, read right now from all the the things that are coming in but uh, i'm a gamer i I always see something new and shiny and i kind of like and i'll i want to i want to look at it i want to read it so yeah it'd be interesting to see i mean it as much as these have caught on zines um i mean they are i don't see them going away ever no, I don't think so. Because I think they're a good, they're, you know, with everybody's home publishing ability these days, you know, trying to do a full sized, you have to get those special printers. Um, and then, you know, 
the special paper cost a whole bunch, you know, ton, and then and then just the ink that would cost, you know, it would cost you just to do that. But zines themselves, I mean, they're they're manageable, they're they're accessible, and they're easy to mail. Um, they're and, and you can share them, but you know, especially with electronic, you know, with the PDFs and everything these days. Uh, but there's something to be said just to have the physical copy. I mean, PDFs are fine, but nothing beats having the physical copy in your hands. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, it, it it feels like they're very much like for the people. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's like it, 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 anybody can do it. Yeah, and it's just amazing what can come out of it. Like I'm, I've got yours and Ben's right next to me right now, and even though they're both scenes, and even both the you know, multiple scenes, they are so different. You know, just comp- not not just talking about content because of the physical build of them they're completely physical two completely physical differently cre- creatures you know and it's it's interesting to see what choices we make even in the physical aspects of our, our zines like the cover the artwork the, um, the the paper texture inside and and just just the way it's presented um, for each individual one just it, I, I I love exploring that aspect of people's uh, zines also yeah, it, it, you're right. There's, a, you know, going back to the whole thing of the the Paizo, the the Wizards of the Coast. Uh, they're consistent, like the Marvel movies, but here it's like these are independent films, and uh, right. and you can because what and I think the thing is in the little bit that I've listened to on podcasts is if you are publishing material on the. Uh, uh, Wizards of the Coast slash drive-through site. Mm-hmm. Uh, the your ability to fit within the standard, um, I don't say process, but the the standard te- we'll say template is pretty much expected, and it will it can hurt your sales if you don't follow that specific template. Sure, but here it's like, you know, so it's uh, the idea is like if you go to Applebee's all the Applebee's are the same. Right. You know, and if you go to Applebee's, you always get Applebee's and it'll always be the same Applebee's that, you know, <laughs> it's possible it's, it could run a little cold or whatever, but in general, you know, I don't know. There's much on the cooks to actually individualize anything. It's a, it's a standard Applebee's salad or whatever. Right. But, you know, you know, what you're dealing with zines is you're, you're dealing with, you know, just, people's restaurants that you come across the family mm-hmm. diners that are not owned by a, a chain. And so it's like, you're right. You, you can say, wow, they can do this because Applebee's, they cannot vary from what they've got. Right. But that's why people like it because it never varies from, from place to place. Right. They want that. Consistent. Like if you're going to a strange place, sometimes you want that consistent thing there or whatever, where with zines, like when you're when you're doing your I guess your game systems and stuff, you like going to the Dungeons and Dragons system and you like going to the the you know Pazio or whatever old school essentials systems. But sometimes with your adventures, you can you don't have to go there. You can you can get some wild stuff. And with zines, you know, some of those things are they get really crazy with with uh and fun with their, you know, there there's no there's no restraints on them. No, in fact, even if you don't even have a computer, you can always just, um, <laughs> right. just do pen, and, pen and paper and just uh, yeah. 
or scissors and pictures. Yeah, I mean, one of the ones I did early on, it was just a, a very simple one page. I, I hand wrote it. I just, because I did not want to type it for whatever reason at the time. I was going to find a typewriter font to make it seem like it. And I'm like, no, that's still cheesy. So I went and just hand wrote it. And then I, I didn't even print it out. I, I just photocopied it on my printer. I like the old time sake and everything like that. I think the only thing I did... Uh, like purposely is I, I think I had my wife put her cup of coffee on it just to give it a coffee stain on uh-huh. it just to, for the hell of it, just for the fun of it. And I give it some texture or whatever on the lines. And I, I did a, it was just a one page adventure with a, with a really simple dungeon. I don't even know if I have it anymore. Cause that was years and years ago. I don't even know. I can't even remember who I even sent it out to. I think I mailed it out to a handful of people and that was about it, but it was fun just doing that. Just, just, Cause that's back in the eighties. I mean, that's what we did. That's how we did it as best we could. Yeah. And it's, it'd be interesting to see how this continues to d- develop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, I mean, it seems like a lot of them are adding music these days. You know, I see like CDs or something or music that's kind of going along with is like zines. I see, I'm, I guess I'm seeing that a little bit more often. Um, and that's interesting that they're adding that music aspect into it. And that's something I would, uh, I, I would have never come up with. Uh, I've, I haven't gotten any of those yet. Yeah. But, uh, it's uh, yeah. And I think for some, they, they've done just strictly electronic, but there's other people that have, I think uh, Phil Reed actually did an, a, a vinyl record, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think he did a, yeah. One of the records. Yeah. And I, and I saw one recently that was, it was a it was a freaking cassette tape for crying out loud or something like yeah that. i mean i don't know how many people have cassette tape players anymore i mean i don't uh, i remember in the day i used to have like four or five around the house and now i got you know don't have any but i i have zero so i had my daughter um or i think my son i, I think my daughter was uh she's pretty young and talking about records and i i kind of you know made the remark that you know i you know you listen to like 30 minutes you could flip it over and then it's just like it's annoying and she's like still somebody she's like well no it's not it's like no it is i said <laughs> i have listened to records for decades i never right. want to go back i i completely for you it's nostalgia or not nostalgia but it, it's it's right. quaint it's kind of fun but no i i know exactly what it is to have an <laughs> album and i really do not miss them at all i said it's like, i hear you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're stuck with the same sequence of songs, you know, and you got to flip them unless you stack them. And then right. you got to clean your records because they get dust and static. And you got, <laughs> you know, you got, it's like, I love the actual album, the physicality of an album yes. as far as the, but as far as dealing with record, I never want to go back to dealing with records ever. No, I, I, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just remember like my dad's eight track tapes. What a nightmare. Those Click. damn things were. You're in the middle of the song. It goes quiet. You know, right in the middle of free ride. Click. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then, then they would end up, I, I can't tell you how many times I'd have to get a pencil with the eraser and some, and some scotch tape and, you know, and I'd sit there for half an hour with this pencil winding and winding and winding. Cause it just ate up your tape. Cause it ate up the tape and then find the place that got mangled, clip it, tape it together. So when you're listening to, to the song, then you hear this quiet part cause you clipped it out or, you know, it, it jumps like a whole lyric. On yeah. It or whatever. 
Yeah, funny, just 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 that kind of funny stuff. But I, I was kind of surprised that it's kind of moving into you know a different type of media then too that that I've been. I don't know. I think it's more of a fad right it now. It has to be because there's because at least with records, there's actually a true benefit for using records as far as the fidelity or whatever. Right. I mean, there's actual. Yeah, I get that. But cassettes, mm -hmm. there's nothing. Well, it was an eighties game. It was based on the it was based in the eighties, so that's why they used a cassette tape. Yeah, there's nothing good yeah. about a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there isn't. Not really. No. It doesn't sound artwork, does it sound better? Sound it's not more portable. No. The artwork's still small, so you can't yeah. really see what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, the only thing that was good about cassette tapes is back in the days you didn't have to flip them over when they figured out how to. Yeah, once you know, they figured that out, <laughs> figured out how to play it on the other side. Otherwise, then you had to take them out and flip them over like a record or whatever. But they yeah. had to clean the heads every now and then, and just it's just like, oh, good night. <laughs> I don't want to go back to that. No, no, I don't blame you, but yeah. <laughs> now that was a ramble <laughs> yeah that was definitely a ramble on that one for the, for yeah, scenes it's kind of like we just drove for uh for 45 minutes and then talking and then we you kind of like all of a sudden like where are we i don't where know are we now? <laughs> <laughs> exactly did we miss it. a turn wait a minute where are we at now yeah is this way we're headed i don't i don't remember that i don't even know where we're on the map now Pretty much, yeah. Well, it's Saturday morning. What do you expect? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, this might be a good time before we hit the time space continuum, at least uh, uh, for this episode. So Sounds good. Anyway, uh, thanks for joining me, Tim. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Good talking to you. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.